This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This is Fresh Air. I'm Terry Gross. We're going to celebrate Christmas by listening back to Questlove playing songs from the Christmas playlist he put together for us last year. In addition to his many credits, Questlove is perhaps one of the most famous, popular, and in-demand DJs. He even DJed a party for Obama. Last year, Questlove won an Oscar for his documentary Summer of Soul, in which he featured filmed performances from the overlooked 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival, which was nicknamed the Black Woodstock, and featured performers like Stevie Wonder, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Nina Simone, and Mahalia Jackson. Summer of Soul won a Grammy for Best Music Film. In 2021, Questlove was the music director for the Oscars Ceremony. He co-founded the band The Roots, which, among other things, is the house band for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He was a producer of the original cast recording of Hamilton. He's also written several books related to music. Questlove, welcome back to Fresh Air. Thanks so much for doing this and choosing music for us. Why don't we start with a song that you selected? And this is a song by Dram and his mother, (laughs) who he calls Big Baby Mom, (laughs) And it's Silver Bells. And I have to tell you, there's so much really schlocky Christmas music. And Mm. that's why we're so excited to have you on the show doing this, because you're choosing really interesting stuff. Um, So the song Silver Bells is kind of high in my list of just, you know, schlocky and um, just annoying. It's one of the reasons I don't like (laughs) a lot of Christmas songs. This is a great recording. So tell us about the recording and why you chose it. Yeah, it's a very unique recording. Um, I always cringe at the um, the older person that tries to put a tag on someone younger. Like, oh yeah, he represents Gen Z. But I mean, Drum is um, kind of the post neo soul set. Like one of the uh, the artists that I, I really dig his work. He has a really soulful voice. And when I when I listen to music, I like rawness. I like mistakes. I don't think there's good notes and bad notes or flat notes or sharp or pitchy notes, but this is just, it's a, its almost like they're allowing us, him and his mom are allowing us to sort of eavesdrop in at the family gathering where they're just singing to each other. And that's, like, I really love the fact that they didn't overproduce this. Like, this is a really raw version of the song. So it kind of hits home to me. Let's hear it. Here we go. So this is um, Silver Bells, a good version of it. <laughs> City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in hot latte style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. Hand on every street corner. growing up and you were touring with your father's band um did you spend Uh a lot of christmases performing yeah like we would often have uh christmases in very unusual places probably one of the best places ever um there was a, a resort in san juan puerto rico called the dupont plaza um and my father would do a residency down there um and I believe, like, back in 82, one of my favorite Christmases ever, like, it was real tropical. And that was the first tropical Christmas I had. Like, I spent two weeks with my family. Although they were going for, like, four months, I, I would fly down there occasionally. And um, 
this is the year that Michael Jackson's Thriller came out. So, you know, it was a simpler time where buying a mirror one record was like the entire world to him. You know, now I have to buy like an entire library's uh, jazz collection from like some university. But back in 82, you could just give me a Thriller record and that was like everything to me. What songs did you have to perform around Christmas when you were touring with your father and his band Lee and You know, it's weird. Hearts. Yeah. My dad, uh, I believe once, my dad had a voice very uh, similar to Nat King Cole. So I do remember uh, once in 1980, when I was nine years old, uh, kind of as an encore, like he would normally do like either Unforgettable or something like that, but he actually did the the Christmas song, and that stuck with me so good that I remember that the Roots had to fill in for a missing guest on The Tonight Show, and with only like two hours to plan it, um, I kind of dared Black Thought to put on his best Nat King Cole, and he, <laughs> he actually did it, like one of our best performances, and you know, I know people thought it was like an ironic thing, like, wait, is this a comedy bit? Like, why are the Roots performing Nat King Cole in these Christmas sweaters? And we totally played it straight. Like, you know, people were expecting like a hip-hop version or something like that. But, um, yeah, I wanted to do that just as a memory of, of performing when I was a kid. That's the Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire song. Yeah, the Christmas song. Nat King Cole's the Christmas song. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's get to another song on your playlist. Uh, and this is Disco Claws, which is by Bionic. Yes. And it sounds more like Funk Santa than Disco Claus. <laughs> it is. Um, you know, there's there's these uh, two really influential DJs that have really inspired my DJ career. Um, they're from uh, the Boston area. They're called Amir and Akon. And those guys, like, they're the DJs that, like, your favorite DJs DJs listen to. And they're always, like, playing, like, really obscure music that's really under the radar. And uh, I believe DJ Amir is the one that put me on to uh, this particular piece, which, you know, it has a good drum break to it. And I think it came out in 1977 by a group called The Bionic. Yeah. Okay, let, let's hear it. It's 12 the night before Christmas with all to the pad. Not a record for spinning things really look bad. Disco Claws by Bionic, one of the songs chosen for us by Questlove. Um, you've said that as a creator, you're 98% groove and 2% melody. And the track you just played is very much groove. <laughs> very much so, yes. Yeah. I mean, drums Drums are, that's my calling card, you know. Um, and for me, uh, there's a lot of really obscure Christmas records that might like uh, they'll they'll do their version of like Little Drummer Boy or something like that. So, kind of on the market when people are shopping for records, they're looking for really good records with a lot of drum breaks on them. So, Christmas records are often, you know, you're guaranteed to find one from a funk group in the '70s. Little Drummer Boy is one of the Christmas songs, the original recording of it that just really, uh -huh. really drove me crazy. Really? And, oh, yeah. They played it so much on the radio when I was growing up. And yeah, tell me you like it? It's hard to escape it. Um, yeah, all throughout, like, first and second grade, like, every Christmas pageant, uh, 
I think it was expected that I was supposed to play uh, Little Drummer Boy. Oh, because you were so, the drummer. Because I was a drummer, oh, right? Oh, no. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, well, did you actually, like the song because you, know, you got to play? Bad, though. Um, I probably did it like four times in my life. I didn't do it like every year. But, you know, oftentimes in school, at the Christmas pageant, even even if it were like something totally the opposite, like our production of the Nutcracker or something like that, like they would find some sort of excuse to, you know, give eight year old Amir a drumming spotlight in the program. <laughs> oh boy! Well, let's hear a song that's lyrically the opposite of "It's the most happiest time of the year." Um, uh-huh. uh, so this is James Brown's "Santa Claus, oh. Santa Claus" fr- from nineteen. This is so hilarious to me. Yeah, what, I'm sorry. It, why is it hilarious to you? <laughs> um, th- this song, this particular song is my one, this is my introduction to Christmas music. Two, it's my introduction to James Brown. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the first time you yeah, heard a Christmas yeah, song, I know. <laughs> and the first time you heard James Brown was this? <laughs> yeah, my first James Brown was this. No, it was just that, you know what it is? You know, I was a kid of the Muppets era, and there was a tortured genius musician on Sesame Street, and his name was Don Music, and he was always full of self-doubt and insecurity, and whenever he couldn't find the right words or the right chord, he just like, you know, he'd bang his head on the piano like a tortured soul, and I, you know, it was exaggerated, so I used to think it was funny, and James Brown has a voice similar to my grandmother's. So, and she's a very anim- <laughs> she's a very animated woman. So, you know, as a baby, I thought that was grandma singing all those songs because like James Brown really belts like a female gospel singer. You know what I mean? Like with his high notes and his yelling. So, when I hear this very very depressing song about misfortune, like this this is the this is this is the Murphy's Law of Christmas songs. Um, I don't know. I think my three-year-old self just thought that Grandma was performing like a, a comedy skit or something like that. So I, I added that song for the ironic reasons. Like I think this is one of the most hilarious songs ever because James Brown is overselling the. He's really overselling the the woe is me character of the song. So yeah, he's asking Santa and the Lord, why does he have to suffer so? So right, okay. exactly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's hear it. <laughs> right. This is James Brown from 1968. I've wanted so many things, I wanted so, but you experience the wants when you live in the ghetto. But now I understand what it means to be a man. There's one thing I'd like to know. I've been good. Lord have mercy. So good you know. Well, why? Do I have to suffer so? Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Christmas come, but once a year, I want somebody, please, 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 bring me some Christmas cheer. I need a Christmas chair, Santa Claus, please, please, don't make me suffer so, can't take it no more. That was James Brown from 1968. I'm still processing that this is like your introduction to James Brown. <laughs> yes, but see, after that, then I wanted to hear all the songs where he's like screaming and crying. This is another very unusual recording with a story behind it. It's called Santa Claus is a Black Man, and it's by Akeem and Teddy Van from 1970. Teddy Van, her father, yeah. Yeah, Teddy Van, her father. And she was, what, five when she recorded this? She was five when she did this. So, you know, Akeem Van, uh, 
most would know her. She's a staple in the the Prospect Heights area because she's like she she's the owner of a really awesome bakery. It's called the Bakery on Virgin, and it's in Prospect Heights. But the weirdest thing was um, back when Wendy Williams, uh, the the personality William Wendy Williams, was a DJ on Hot ninety seven. Um, this is like in the nineties. Um, it, it's it, she had a Christmas themed show once, and I remember they played this song called Santa Claus is a Black Man. And um, I called the station and just left a note. Like, I don't know if you guys know who I am and whatever, this Quest Love of the Roots. And I got to know the name of that song. And uh, shockingly, I think like two days later, they emailed me back and sent me a cassette copy of the song because that's the times we were living in. And um, what's also notable about this song is that um, I believe that uh, singer Luther Vandross who at the time was a local singer, and ironically, the one act I had to leave off of uh, Summer of Soul, uh, he's also singing background on the song. Oh, oh. Well, apparently, um, Teddy Van, Akim's father, um, yeah. wrote um, one of Luther Vandross's hits. Yeah, Power of Love. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I could see why, okay, I could see why he was singing backup on this. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, so... Um, um, so you loved about the song what? <laughs> well, I just love the, the, the absolute innocence of it. Like similar to, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. This, this is, this is Christmas through the eyes of a child who, you know, the, the whole point is that kids don't know that their parents are really Santa Claus. So, you know, this is. Besides, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. This is sort of another song in that vein where, you know. Um, he looked just like you, Daddy. She, she, yeah, she doesn't realize that yeah. her dad is actually Santa Claus. Yeah, that so he's, he's dressed as Santa Claus. Okay, yeah. so, so let, let, let's hear it. That's one of the songs selected for us by Questlove, who we asked to select some Christmas songs to play for us, and happily, yeah. <laughs> happily for us, he he agreed. Um, so, what was Santa Claus to you? Did your parents tell you that there was a Santa Claus, or that that was somebody who only existed <laughs> you in, know, it's in weird. movies? Um, it, yeah, Santa. I was one of those kids. It's weird that um, if I see a clown, I love it, but if I saw Santa Claus, I was afraid of it. Um, so every time I saw Santa Claus before the age of three, um, I just get super panicky. And so the effects that, you know, you, you, you know, people that are like deathly afraid of clowns, I was deathly afraid of Santa Claus. So, um, it, and what's weird is that probably the two, the two most, uh, important gifts that I've gotten, well, were both my drum sets. You know, my drum set when I was uh, three years old and my drum set when I was seven years old. And I definitely know that my parents did this for me, not not Santa Claus. We're listening back to the interview I recorded a year ago with Questlove, who, among other things, is the co-founder and leader of The Roots, the house band for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He won an Oscar last year for directing Summer of Soul and is the author of several books, including Music is History. 
After a short break, we'll hear more music from his Christmas playlist, and we'll feature an excerpt of the Fresh Air Christmas concert by Roots and Rockabilly musician J.D. McPherson and his band. A song from their Christmas album was on Questlove's playlist, Here's That Song. I'm Terry Gross, and this is Fresh Air. Early Christmas morning, sneaky as can be. I creep across the carpet and I peek under the tree Pick out a gift from mom to me and bring it to my ear Give it a little shimmy shake and what do I hear? Socks Socks This is the worst gift I ever got It doesn't be for buzz or bob or rattle in the box Why'd you waste the paper on a lousy pair of socks? This message comes from NPR sponsor Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and gives personalized recommendations based on the homes that you like so you can find the home that's just right for you. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent all in the app. When you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, and they know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. To Stearns & Foster, your comfort is their everything. So they've made a mattress that's irresistible inside and out. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted. Every stitch, every layer uses the finest materials, like indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for the coziness you want with the support you need. Timeless quality for your most comfortable sleep. Stearns & Foster, what comfort should be. More at StearnsAndFoster.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox. Discover powerful new series like Three Little Birds and BAFTA-winning drama Time, starring Bella Ramsey, Tamara Lawrence, and Jodie Whittaker. Stream the best of British TV only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Hi, it's Tanya Mosley, co-host of Fresh Air. Before we get back to our show, the end of the year is coming up, and we're reflecting a bit here at Fresh Air. We've loved sharing conversations with you in 2023. Leslie Jones, Barbara Streisand, Carrie Washington, Zadie Smith, Ronan Farrow, David Byrne, and so many others. And we're looking forward to 2024, hopefully with your financial support. This is where we want to say a big thank you to our Fresh Air Plus supporters and anyone listening who already donates to public media. Your support is the reason everyone has free access to NPR shows and podcasts. To anyone out there who isn't a supporter yet, right now is the time to start, especially with journalists gearing up for an important election year. Supporting public media now takes just a few minutes and really makes a difference in what's possible moving forward. So join NPR Plus at plus.npr.org or make a tax-deductible donation now at donate.npr.org slash freshair. And thank you. Let's get back to Questlove and the Christmas playlist he put together for us. He's a co-founder of the hip-hop band The Roots, the house band for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He won an Oscar last year for directing Summer of Soul, featuring performances from and interviews about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. The film won an Oscar for Best Documentary and a Grammy for Best Music Film. He's written several books, including Music is History. We recorded this one year ago. So one of the surprises on your playlist is Uh a, a track from a Marvin Gaye album from 1972, and it's called the track is called Christmas in the City. It's an instrumental. Right. <laughs> why did you choose an instrument? You know, Marvin Gray is such a great singer. Why did you find like the instrumental track <laughs> that that you have no idea is about Christmas? So the song, although it was recorded in 72, like it only circulated amongst like the bootleg collectors amongst the years. And finally Motown, like maybe 10 or 15 years ago, finally re-released it on a compilation. But the early 70s was a really interesting time for technology. There's a lot of uh, futuristic, uh, sonic futuristic synthesizer gurus like Raymond Scott, who are 
like developing these new sounds and these groups like uh, this group named Tonto. Stevie Wonder hears the Tonto record and he actually tracks them down at their house and says, I have these sounds in my head. I want to make music with you. And then Stevie Wonder winds up making like five of the most life-changing albums of his career. So there's a point where like everyone in black music gets a, a monophonic synthesizer, which is basically a keyboard device that only allows you to play like one note at a time. So you can't play chords yet. Like a polyphonic won't come until like 1975, 76 with Stevie Wonder's songs in the key of life. But there's this period between like 67 and 73 in which like one note at a time, you're hearing this like weird space music and leave it to Marvin Gaye to sort of in that similar way that James Brown paints uh, a hilariously depressing Christmas. Marvin Gaye's, uh, like I can almost imagine Barry Gordy just saying like, look, Marvin, just make a, a, a Christmas song real quick. And Marvin's like, all right, hold my beer. And <laughs> Christmas in the City is just one of the most, <laughs> it's one of the most depressing sounding, <laughs> like sad, loneliest, I don't know. It's just something hilarious about hearing Marvin Gaye struggle with this monophonic synthesizer, you know, turning it into the blues. So that's why I chose it. So so let's hear it. So this is uh, Marvin Gaye, Christmas in the City. That's a Marvin Gaye track without Marvin Gaye singing. <laughs> and that's one of the Christmas songs. It's called Christmas in the City, chosen for us by, by Questlove. Um, so let's get to Stevie Wonder. I know you love Stevie Wonder, and he's in your, your yes. film performing in um, Summer mm -hmm. of Soul. And this is a promotional disc from, from Britain. It's a kind of Christmas yeah. greetings song. Christmas greetings message. It's not even a whole song. So t tell us about the origin of this. You know why I chose this? Stevie Wonder is world famous for his unique jingles for radio stations. You know, if you if you search the internet high and low, you can find some that he's done over the years and over the decades. So these jingles, there's there's actually a Philadelphia version of this particular jingle that um I grew up with and that's the thing that's always close to my heart. So there was a point in time in which Stevie Wonder might take time out to, to craft maybe somewhere between uh, 30 to 50 individualized, customized radio station jingles for, you know, the, the, the territories that were playing his music the most. And this is sort of a companion piece to the Marvin Gaye Christmas in the City bit, of which this is Stevie Wonder playing synthesizer um, this time he's playing a polyphonic synthesizer, which gives him the ability to hit all the notes together. So this is kind of the opposite. This is when synthesizers get in the right hands of its creator. <laughs> okay, here's Stevie Wonder. Hi, this is Stevie Wonder. In behalf of the Motown family, I'd like to say... Happy holiday from all of us to you. I wish I could hear more of that, but I guess there isn't more of that. Very brief. Sometimes you, you know, you you could make a point in twenty six seconds. I mean, look at the Ramones. They they made a life changing record, and not one song is over two minutes. So. You know, I, th I think more artists need to follow suit and figure and challenge themselves to make impactful art in, in less than, uh, you know, the normal time. Do you think he did his promotional uh, recordings because he wanted to or because the record company urged him to or because it would like get, get him more airplay? Yeah, I mean, Stevie Wonder came from 
Stevie Wonder not only came from like the first generation of Motown, but he also came from the first generation of a professional black record company that had to cross every T and dot every I. So, you know, not only did you have to release your single, you had to make a mono version of it, a stereo version of it. And then some of these songs, you took time out to sing the Spanish versions of them. You took time out to sing the Italian version. Like I have a, a, a collection of Stevie Wonder singles in other languages. It's just maximizing on your appeal. And Stevie Wonder had the, the means and the technology to just knock this all out. So, you know, I can imagine that this level of creativity was his bread and butter. So I'd like to close with another song. And I'm thinking, like, do you have a favorite, and I'm, I guess I'll get a little churchy here, <laughs> do you have a favorite, like, real Christmas song that is, say, like a gospel song? Because I know you, you love Mahalia Jackson. She's in Summer of Soul. And yeah. um, Mavis Staples. So is, is there a song, like, from that tradition that you'd like to end with? You know, there's so many to choose from. Um I will say, though, uh, <laughs> there's a tradition of Silent Night um, that's done by The Temptations. It's their 73 version with Dennis Edwards singing lead vocals. And it's, it's almost unspoken. Like, it's, it's every black household in the 70s. That's the only version of Silent Night that exists. A good friend of mine says that if the first three words of any ad lib from a soul singer are the words in my mind, then you know the the, the abyss levels of deep that that version of the song is going to be. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what Dennis Edwards does. The fact that his first three words have nothing to do with Silent Night, which is in my mind which is kind of like a go-to, like, I'm going to get real deep for you here when, you know, before I start sermonizing. Like, that's a warning that you're about to get something special. The Temptations version, their slow version of Silent Night is, is damn near a religion in, in black households. Oh, thank you for choosing that. Questlove, it's always such a great treat when you're on our show. Thank you so much for choosing music for us. And I wish you, you know, a really good Christmas and a very healthy and happy and meditative <laughs> and fulfilling yes. 2023. Um, Thank you, Terry. Yeah, it's just always such a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse in my mind I want you to be free for all of my friends to listen to me Hear what I 
That session with Questlove was recorded one year ago. Questlove is a founding member of the band The Roots and the band's drummer. They're the house band for The Tonight Show. If you want to hear the complete version of the songs from his Christmas playlist, you can find the link on our website, freshair.npr.org. And if you want to see his Oscar and Grammy Award-winning concert documentary, Summer of Soul, it's streaming on Hulu and Disney+. After we take a short break, we'll hear an excerpt of the Fresh Air Christmas concert by Roots and Rockabilly musician J.D. McPherson and his band. A song from their Christmas album was on Questlove's playlist. This is Fresh Air. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL, because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction. Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all. At all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Rae tells us how to make peace with the path not taken. That's on the Wild Card podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation. A song from Questlove's Christmas playlist is from the holiday album Socks by J.D. McPherson and his band. They performed a Christmas concert on our show in 2018. We thought it would be fun to hear some of that. McPherson is a roots and rockabilly musician who pledged to never make a Christmas album. I'm glad he broke that promise. His album Socks features his original holiday songs, and they're really fun. Here's an excerpt of the band's Fresh Air concert. Welcome, all of you, to Fresh Air. It's so exciting to have you here, and the new Christmas album is great. Do you want to introduce the first song? Yeah, this is All the Gifts I Need. Happiness is automatic. There's music in the air. Grab the boxes from the attic and haul them Freezing weather's round the corner And everybody knows Soon the tree will be all lit up Sparkling as it goes Today's anything but the same old thing I can almost hear those sleigh bells ring Singing all those happy songs While the little ones are dancing along Thank you so much for performing that. That is so great. And this is in our studio. We heard J.D. McPherson on vocals and guitar, Jimmy Sutton, bass and guitar, and also singing backup vocals, Doug Cochran and Ray Hasildo. And that is one of the songs that's also featured on um, J.D.'s album, which is called Socks, and it's an album of original Christmas songs, and it's really fun, just like the song we just heard. So... um, There's another Christmas song I'd like you to do, and it's called Ugly Sweater Blues. And a lot of people intentionally wear ugly sweaters to Christmas parties, really hideous ones. So did you have have any, like, ugly sweater 
traditions or real ugly sweaters that you were forced to wear? Well, it was more of, so, you know, I'm, I'm a child, I have three older brothers and an older sister, and they were all out of the house when I was born. I was, I was a big surprise. And um, so it wasn't really sweaters, but my parents put me in these like a velvet, like tuxedos and like little ruffled pirate shirts and things like that. And there's all these really unbelievable pictures of me with this bowl haircut with these tuxedos and things. And, you know, I was three or four at the time, so it didn't bother me, but it's humiliating, right? For everybody <laughs> has some point where they're being forced to wear clothes that they don't really want to. So um, ugly sweaters, uh, I think everybody, even if you haven't worn them, that's a, that's a thing that you can always relate to that at some point your parents are going to make you wear something you don't want to wear. I know the feeling. I knew the feeling. All right. Can you do that song for us? Mm-hmm. So this is J.D. McPherson and his band performing in our studio. We're going to hear J.D. on guitar and vocals, Jimmy Sutton on bass. Doug Corcoran is going to be playing steel guitar, and Ray Hisildo chimes. So here we go. Great. That's such a great song. Thank you. you. (laughs) That song is written by J.D. McPherson, who we heard on guitar and vocals. And this is one of the songs Mm. that he wrote that's on the Christmas album Socks that he recorded with his band. And thank you for playing this in the studio for us. This is so much fun. Thank you for having us. This is so much fun for me. Let's take a short break here, and then we'll hear more music in our studio. Back after this break, this is Fresh Air. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.
Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. Let's get back to the Christmas concert we recorded with J.D. McPherson and his band in 2018 after the release of their holiday album, Socks. So, J.D., I want to ask you a little bit about your past, because you grew up on a cattle farm yeah. in Oklahoma. So, like, describe it for us. 160 acres or thereabouts, an A-frame house that my dad built up on a hill. In southeast Oklahoma is really pretty, mountainous, kind of Ozark-type landscape. Registered Brangus cattle, a 1940s Massey Harris tractor, and nothing else to do but to obsess over music and draw pictures. Did you have to do things on the cattle ranch? Oh, yeah. What did you have to do? Well, you have to feed them, first of all. Waking up at 5 in the morning before school and putting out a, a round bale or meal and salt mix for the cows and everything. Um, that's, that's an early day for a, for a teenage kid. So you had to do that? Yeah. And did you have to shovel anything? <laughs> no, there's plenty of room. You don't, you don't have to worry about it too much. Okay. <laughs> Just walk, watch where you're walking. My knowledge of like cattle is kind of like cattle drive westerns, like the TV series Rawhide. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing like that. No, you just kind of call them and they come, they come up. Really? Like you call them yeah. and they come? Oh, yeah. What's the cattle call? Oh, I can't do it here because it's so loud, but it's kind of like, woo. Wow. Yeah. So um, I want to close with another, that is, I want you to close <laughs> with another Christmas song. There's a song I love from the new album, your new album, Socks, that I'd like you to perform for us. And it's called What's That Sound? And um, I think everyone in the band is going to chime in on that one. Yeah. Um, well, this one, I think, is probably getting down to the root of that anti-cynicism uh, sentiment we were just speaking about. This is, this is, this one's about all of those nice things that, that you can experience during that time of year. So this is J.D. McPherson and his band performing in our studio. And the song is What's That Sound? And it's also on their new Christmas album, which is called Socks. Okay, here we go. What's that sound at the door I hear? I heard that same merry sound last year. Neighbors are caroling around the town. Trying to spread a little bit of joy around. I hear that sound Sounds a little bit like Christmas time. What's that sound? Down the road I hear. I heard that same mighty sound last year. Parade drummers marching out two by two. Rocking out the holiday boogaloo. What's that sound? It sounds like Christmas time. If you listen closely now, you'll hear it in the air. That's the sound of Christmas cheer. What's that sound at the mall I hear? I heard that same busy sound last year. Shoppers are hopping and a humming a tune. A happy holidays and how do you do? What's that sound? It sounds like Christmas time. If you listen closely now, you hear it in the air. That's the sound of Christmas cheer. I hear it everywhere. What's that sound on the roof I hear? I heard that same pitter pat last year. Jingling bells in big black boots. A rattling chimney and 32 hoods. I hear that sound make me feel so fine. Sounds a little bit like Christmas time. What's that sound down the road I hear? I heard that same ringing bell last year. Ringing that thing like he's leading a band. Trying to give a neighbor a helping hand. What's that sound? It sounds like Christmas time. What's that sound? It sounds like Christmas time. What's that sound? It sounds like Christmas time.
<laughs> well, that was great. Thank you so much for performing for us in our studio. It's just been wonderful. I wish you all Merry Christmas. Thank, Thank you, you for Thanks doing you. this. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. J.D. McPherson and his band recorded on our show in 2018 after the release of their Christmas album, Socks. Tomorrow on Fresh Air, we get back to our series of some of our favorite interviews of the year. We'll hear from musician and singer Allison Russell, who performed in our studio. Some of her songs are about being abused by her adoptive father and how she healed from that trauma. Her latest album, The Returner, is currently nominated for four Grammys, including Best Americana Album. I hope you'll join us. Fresh Air's executive producer is Danny Miller. Our technical director is Audrey Bentham. Our engineer today is Adam Staniszewski. Our interviews and reviews are produced and edited by Amy Sallett, Phyllis Meyer, Sam Brigger, Lauren Krenzel, Heidi Simon, Anne-Marie Baldonado, Teresa Madden, Thea Chaloner, Seth Kelly, and Susan Yakundi. Our digital media producer is Molly C.V. Nesper. Roberta Shorrock directs the show. Our co-host is Tanya Mosley. I'm Terry Gross, and all of us at Fresh Air wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research. On, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Drake and Kendrick Lamar have been lobbing some serious accusations at each other. You've probably heard the diss tracks and wondered, what's just a low blow and what's actually criminal? I'm Brittany Luce, host of It's Been a Minute from NPR, and I'm getting into what's art and what's worthy of criminal investigation and who those accusations hurt the most on It's Been a Minute from NPR. On the TED Radio Hour... In the middle school cafeteria, Tai Tashiro always sat with his equally nerdy buddies. The socially awkward kids who were the furthest thing from cool. And he often wondered, Why am I so socially awkward and what am I going to do about that? Now Tai is a psychologist and expert on awkwardness, and he has some answers. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR.